Welcome back to the Dad Pack. You got your normal hosts. You got Joey, the ginger wonder. You got Ryan, the experience. But we also have a special guest today. Robert. He is Joey's dad. Let's start the show. I guess we should start out um, just really, really fast here and ask Robert, what um, what exactly does Andy Reid order while on the sideline? Is he is he ordering fast food? Is he ordering maybe a pizza? What, what's he doing? All cheeseburgers, man. All cheeseburgers. <laughs> I like it. Before the game, like, after the game, cheeseburgers. You think that's his, like, that's his happiness? That's his happy place? <laughs> I know it's mine. It's not winning lately. Like, winning is not <laughs> is not as happy place as of late. My dad's a Chiefs fan. Everyone. What about the Eagles last today? Weeks. You, now's your chance, Joey. Now's your chance. Forty-one to nothing. The last time I looked. Oh, oh yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, the Chiefs did that to us. So, like, I'm, um, I'm cool. We had like forty-one to nothing three weeks scared. in a row on us. Oh, absolutely. I have no ground to talk against Detroit. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? Like Golf dunking is awesome. on a high school. No. Not. Come on, bro. Well, how's everybody doing? It's getting close to the holidays. It's actually Halloween as we're recording okay. here. Yes. So that means that um, I've ate half of the stash <laughs> that we'll be dishing out tonight. You too? And uh, getting the dentist sometime this week. Uh, yeah. Should be good. Oh, My yeah. wife has actually told me to stop and now has hid the candy from me until then. So well, that's a way to throw a daddy fit right there. I will Ooh. throw a daddy fit. You can't do that to me. I'm an, I'm an adult. Um, it doesn't really matter because I don't know what I'm sure it's because of the Corona stuff, but we've have been having trouble trying to find candy this year. Our go to Costco. We went there this like once this week and they had none. Um, which is very disappointing because Costco has the good candy. Costco has good everything. That's, this is not a brand sell or like deal with Costco. I wish it was. Oh, it's my happy give me, place. Give me a dollar fifty uh, slice of pizza and a hot dog. Oh no, yeah. it's the hot dog, yeah. bro! It's a dollar fifty. You get hey, a foot long hot dog. Good. The funnel <laughs> no cake windows there. is good. <laughs> the churros are good. <laughs> you get that whole pizza and you can eat for like three days on it. You're good. <laughs> oh yeah. Costco got good food. They got good random tires there. You can buy tires and uh, any kind of bra or panty set, jeans. Also, hold on, bro. (laughs) Yeah, literally cases of liquor, beer. Mm -hmm. So the wife is the wife's got into the habit of of me on the way home um, saying, "Hey, can you just stop over at Costco and pick up a couple things?" And you know how they set those items like right on your way in to trap you um oh, absolutely. so so far out of the past month and a half i've bought myself a pair of shoes i've got a new uh lazy susan for our fruit uh <laughs> yeah. and i've got some some star wars corning wear that i'm going to give to somebody for a christmas present and it's pretty neat what the hell <laughs> the win the win if oh, i ever my wife keeps asking me to stop somewhere I do normally buy something extremely expensive and something we cannot use. <laughs> it's usually over with at that point in time. I can just go home. She's kind of a penny pincher, though. She's like that person. 
fine. Did you spend uh, twenty twenty two dollars the last two months in at QT? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like tea. Did you add all the dollar twenty seven drinks I got? Like what? What? You that's usually drive, that's dude. usually my monthly. Yeah, she gets on to me monthly over what I got at the gas uh, station. That's better than dropping your drawers on the QT. So that's that's pretty good. Oh yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> Still haven't found that on YouTube. They really <laughs> missed out on an opportunity there. They could have cashed in. <laughs> that was the story. Uh, so last week we talked about uh, holidays a little bit, and Ryan said something along the lines of. You know, you're, you as a parent has to uh, kind of make it special for the holidays. And so while we were here and I had my father here, I wanted to ask him, do you remember any times that you, what you guys did back in the day to make the holiday special, whether it was Thanksgiving or Christmas? What was y'all's execution style? You, now, granted, they raised four kids. I have one. Ryan has three. Jordan is in the middle of trying, which is the best phase we've talked about before. Um, <laughs> So trying to keep four kids entertained during the holidays or make it special, it's kind of tough. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, one of the things that we tried our hardest was just to, to in, include everybody and, and have it as a, as a family deal. I know um, Mama, she always, she always made it a point to um, ask each kid, what do you want to eat that day? And, and whatever the the side True. dish i mean because you know we, we did the turkey and the ham and everything but the side dish she she included uh all the kids and, and whatever it was that they wanted she would make um and i know that that was that was her way um as far as you know what i was trying to do was just um i i just enjoyed it i, I enjoyed watching the the kids when they open up their gifts the surprise the the anticipation of it um now, granted, now I'm generally as just as surprised as the kids when they open up their gifts because uh, <laughs> Vanessa takes care of all of that. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, we got that for you. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, oh same you too? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do any of it. Um, all I usually have to do is just check the Amazon list and see what Amazon's got coming to us and pretty much know. This is for that. Um, speaking of food, Ryan had an <laughs> interesting story about Thanksgiving food that I thought uh, <laughs> would be appropriate. I think that, first of all, whenever you merge families, you're talking about, you know, your, your spouse and their family and how they grew up, you and your spouse. I can tell you, I'll just to make it not too harsh I'm on the other side. My wife could barely make it out of the house without gas pains eating at my family's house. <laughs> it was all Cajun food. It was absolutely destroying her. And it was, but it was tasty. So she enjoyed it. Uh, she wasn't used to spices. Was that what you're saying? Oh, our mom can throw down on, on the stove. Yeah, <laughs> it was tough. We go from there to but the first Thanksgiving at their house. And then they did ask us what we wanted. I was like the like the norm, like some kind of dessert. Uh, I like mashed potatoes and turkey. So I go to I go to their house and notice that nothing is cooking, which is awkward because it does take a long time to cook a turkey. Like it takes a long time, generally speaking, if you're gonna run it on the oven 
So, well, maybe it's already oh, cooked. Sure. Who knows? We keep rolling on, rolling on, and I'm like, all right. I don't know what they're going to cook. I noticed that she turned the oven on, and I, I was appreciative of that. And then um, she asked me how many slices of turkey I'd like. And I was like, I guess one. I don't, I don't know, one. <laughs> and so she takes out the sandwich bag, and she takes the sandwich slices of turkey and puts them on the oven, you know, on the little sheet pan, and throws them in the oven. And I was like, what? Like deli meat, bro. Deli meat. <laughs> like deli <laughs> deli meat. Oscar Mayer. <laughs> the, the Oscar Mayer, the thin cuts. <laughs> it had the it had the plastic wrapping around it that you had to peel off. And then as they were doing that, they began to do their mashed potatoes in which they poked holes in the potatoes, threw them in the microwave for several minutes, took them out, and then mashed them. That is mashed potatoes. That was all. <laughs> they took the green beans, they put it, poured them out of a can, put them in a bowl, and put them in the microwave. Done. We're done. That was it. So as we're eating <laughs> the sandwich meat, I'm like, wow. My daughter's looking at me like, do I have to eat this? I was like, no, nah, it's cool. Just play with it. Spread it around. <laughs> all good. And then... um. I did, we, we ate, it was fine. They did pull out a coconut cake from the Albertsons. That It was fine. It was a, I just never had that for Thanksgiving. I didn't know that was an option for Thanksgiving, but it was. It was a coconut cake, and I enjoyed that. Um, and the sliced bread that they gave with it was really interesting. And then after that, I did watch her take the leftover sandwich meat and put it in the freezer. So, Christmas, <laughs> we, we go back over there and guessed it, sandwich meat, <laughs> pulled it out. I was like, all right, this is awesome. So then, but then they found, I found out where they kept the alcohol and I was like, awesome, cool. It's in the garage. Great. I go out to the garage, open up. They got box wine. I'm like, cool, my people. And I open up the freezer just to see because I'm nosy. And there's like 10 turkeys in there, like legit turkeys. <laughs> so I shut, the, I shut the freezer and I go to my wife. I'm like, they have turkey. They, have, they could feed the poor. Like what? Why do they have so many turkeys? And, and apparently he worked for a company that gave a turkey every year, a couple turkeys for Thanksgiving. And Christmas, and they just save those back. I don't know when we plan on having those. Been I mean, married it, for over. It does eventually years. go bad. We, it does. <laughs> I mean, it. We just we eat we eat the turkey I bring now. We figured it out. <laughs> whatever, whatever I bring is what we eat. <laughs> Has anyone ever tried to deep fry a turkey before for Thanksgiving? Yeah. 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 I've tried it. I burnt it. We've done it multiple times. Uh, the, I think the risk versus reward. I mean, you paid forty dollars for oil, you know, and you you fry one or two turkeys, and then what do you do with all this oil that's just you've got left over? It only it only lasts for so long, you know. You're sitting there going, okay, well, maybe we can fry some chickens or later on. Fry but, this and fry some yeah, of that. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna fry something. I ain't gonna let this forty dollars worth of oil go to waste. Now we know how fair food come about. 
People were hitting the Oreos in there, hitting the Snickers bar, and finally they were just like, you know, just stick sticks of butter in there. Stick, just stick sticks of butter, it'd be fine. Oh, God, bro. <laughs> the best seller last year, too, or the year before. What? Fried butter? Fried butter at the yeah. State Fair. Yes. Ugh. So weird. And, you know, it's terrible. I love it. Okay. Uh, so let's get back on brand, gentlemen. So today's topics for the official dad pick. Are there any keys to raising a successful child? So I read an actual article on this, and I'm going to let Brian and Dad talk about it first before I tell you what the article said, just to kind of get their input. Brian, what do you think? There's absolutely nothing. Um, okay. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing to that. I made my choices as a kid with my personality and my stuff. Now, I do think it helps to not have a, a father or mother who, who is abusive or, you know, blah, blah, blah. However... You will meet people that are highly successful, that were abused, that were uh, dealt with inappropriately and or just weren't there. And uh, I actually know a set of twins that their father was uh, like, a, like an alcohol, basically, alcoholic. And one is highly successful and the other one um, blames the alcoholic dad for everything. So I'm always just like, well, I guess we're rolling the dice. And you, you kind of want to, like, that doesn't mean you want to be a bad dad. You want to be the best dad you can be. But whether they're successful or not, I mean, how many parents do you know that have to look at their kid and go, oh, I just can't anymore. They're, I, I love them to death, but okay, enough. You're just not going to, you can't make them go to work. You can't make them. You can't make them not be on drugs. You can't. You can only lead them the best you can and give them the best options you can. And then it's up to them. Right. I think some of it has to do with what your definition of success is, too, because the article was kind of on, on and off about that. So obviously, if you were raised in a household with seven, eight kids and, you know, seven, you're, you're one of the seven that didn't fall into drugs and the others, you know, did then that would be considered successful, right? Or if you have a very successful family and everyone's making six figures, then you would say that would be success. So your definition of success is kind of fluid in the conversation. But um, actually, I'm going to let Dad answer before I go into what they said. What do you think, Dan? You know, I, I, um, I think that just being able to give your children a, a toolbox that they can, they can pull from uh, and and things that you're able to give them that nobody can take away from them, uh, and, and you know, work ethic is one. Um, I thought you know, me and mom, we tried very hard to uh, instill a work ethic into to all four of our kids, and each one of our children's definition of success. You're correct, is different, um, and but. Each one of you are successful in your own right. And I'll put, you know, your all's work ethic up, up to anybody. Uh, you know, you're doing very well in, in all your endeavors. Um, and all of our children uh, in their own way, in their own path, I think, are, are very successful. And I, um, I, I talked to my wife and she says, well, what are you going to say about you know what are what are the keys? And I said, well, I said, believe it or not, I'm I'm going to go back to the to the eulogy that I I wrote for my father when he passed away here about 11 years ago. 
And, um, and those three keys that I spoke to that church of what my dad gave me, I would hopefully be passing down to my kids. And, and it is God, family, and a work ethic. Because at the end of the day, nobody can take any of those three things away from you. For sure. Yeah. No, I mean, All that, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> um, glad I went uh, first, buddy. Uh, ditto, ditto. Um, but he said, "I'll have some of that." Yeah, what, what, what he said. I don't want to quote the article or anything because you know we don't have any. I don't. I don't know if they would want us to name them, but you can you can go and do some research on this if you're looking for it. In the article, they did like a 30 year study, and it was from pretty much conception all the way until the child was about 25 to 30 years old, with a bunch of different families, and there was international different studies done with it with the same team and what they came up with two things. And both of them, I agree with the first thing was the power of presence. And what the article was talking about is both parents being present within parenting. So there are gender norms between mom and dads that, you know, we tend to fall into, or we think that is normal nowadays in 2021, those gender norms are a lot different than the way it used to be with, you know, People staying at work, they're stay-at-home dads, they're stay-at-home moms. There's anybody could be a parent, but the most important thing for a successful child is for both parents, whether it's a you have a man and a wife, or whatever it is, whatever your situation is, a partner, whatever it is, is for both of them to be there and to be present for the child. Because you can provide both sets of parents provide something completely different for the child, right? The mom provides love and you know, support, whatever it is for the child that needs it. And the dad also can provide structure and a different energy that it brings to the kids. So one of the keys to success was both parents being present. And so if you are one of the ones where you're, you're the wife is nine to five and or the wife is a stay-at-home mom and then the dad is a nine to five or he comes home at five and then, you know, he's tired from the day. If that's you and you're a dad and you're listening to me, it's not too late when you come home to be a dad. Your presence alone will make a huge difference whether it's for three hours a day, four hours a day, all day, it really doesn't matter. And I'm talking to you, you moms too. Your presence is so powerful that it literally can change your child just within the hours. And then obviously you, you, you stare step that into months and years and the power of presence is, is extremely powerful. Now, obviously family was inside there too. The, the, the presence of your family having different aspects, you know, having the grandmas, having the aunts and uncles and different sources for your child to draw from just besides you is also extremely powerful. So the presence of family is also inside there as well. And then the second one was very, very interesting to me. And I thought it was good because this goes back to the work ethic that my dad was saying is chores. The number one or the number two reason of a successful child is chores. And that's what they found after all of those studies and all those years is that if you are able to successfully have your child do chores, pick up chores, and however they learn or however you, you, know, you can get them to do it, chores teaches them structure, teaches them a goal. It teaches them how to uh, accomplish a task, start a task, and accomplish a task. And then obviously you want to reinforce it as a parent, um, positive reinforcement and all that kind of stuff, depending on you know, how old your child is and what's going on. But chores was the second biggest reason besides power of presence and parents um, to the keys of success. So. Saying all that, what are y'all's thoughts? I definitely got a story for you. Now, Fantastic. growing up, growing up, um, as you know, we 
me and 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 uh, Mama, we worked, uh, and on a Friday afternoon, you, when you guys would get home from school, we would, before cell phones, uh, call the house, tell TJ, who was the oldest one, and this kind of goes back to our um, discussion here that you guys had a few episodes about birth order and how the oldest yeah. one was the organized one and how he made everything happen. So we would call TJ up and say, hey, um, uh, you know, you guys have the weekend. Whatever you guys want to do, it's yours, uh, but the house will be cleaned up first. And TJ would organize, and he would give each of you guys your your um, uh, jobs. And sure enough, Friday evening, you know, the house would be clean, it'd be, it'd be spotless, and you guys could in turn go and have your fun with your weekend uh, with your friends and, and whatnot. And as as TJ made his way out of the house, the organization of the chores kind of slowed down a little bit. Uh, and then Joey and and um, Elizabeth went on out the house. And then when Danielle was left, then me and mom started doing all the chores. Um, uh, because uh, <laughs> I wonder how that you know, went. Yeah. Here we go with the baby I, stuff I, again. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. You know? I'm the youngest. I know. Um, yeah. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, she won the genetic lottery. She got the brand new Mustang. <laughs> but no, no, I take that back. <laughs> now that was that was a family car. Now, and I, and I did I did check out that episode. That was the family car, um, and it and it was maybe a year and a half old. And I promise you, I did get to drive that uh, once every week or so when the needle, the gas needle, was on empty. Um, she would let me drive it. Uh, so, so yeah. so nice. <laughs> That's so nice. She shared. Good for, her. Good for her. All right, Ryan, what about you? What do you think about that article? Were they right? Were they wrong? Do you agree? Or do you just think some aspects were correct of it? I mean, I, I can't disagree with it. Uh, I, I wouldn't really know. Um, I just think that when, if you talk about me, Jordan, and Jeremy specifically, we, like when it came to my parents thinking what was successful in the younger years, they thought that parenting was easy. They thought that Jeremy was um, the man because he was, he was <laughs> organized. He did he was, do yeah. things. He was compliant. They thought they had it. They thought they had it down. I told him to shove chores. You know where I was like, yeah, okay. Oh, I won't. Oh, I can't go out. Okay. Well then you get, then you get all of me. You get all of me for <laughs> yeah. as much as you want me, got you. And what worked for me was when my father looked at me and said, I give up. Go do what you want. It absolutely destroyed me. So, yeah, I, I get the whole chore thing. I get what they're saying. It makes sense. It's probably the general rule. But I think that you as a parent can read your kid. I think that you you can kind of connect with your kid and understand their personalities and understand what works for them. And, and you just working with them and making them feel like they are important and that they, they are somebody who you're investing in. Once they get that, you know, in the end, it's, it's, it's up to them after that. Yeah, I, do, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, lie, totally I, I, yeah. I believe in a power of a dad. Yeah. I, I love moms and I love everything, man, but, if you have a, a solid dad in your life like I did or like it seems like you guys did too, man, it makes it makes a big difference. Um, 
having having the two parents is is vital to me. Obviously, like I said, I don't you know we don't want to get into the gender roles and all that kind of stuff too much, but uh, having a dad is so powerful, and being a dad has been it's been eye opening. And hopefully, Jordan, you get to experience that with what you guys are got going on. But uh, what about you, Jordan? What are your thoughts? I mean, I actually I, I from my experience working with kids and things like that. Being engaged and present is very powerful. You can't sit there and think that, oh, just because I am physically present doesn't necessarily engage them. So asking questions, having fun, all those kinds of things, getting them excited about things is really, really awesome. Like For sure. You, and you can get them excited about some of the most simplest of things. And that's actually great. And, you know, from my perspective, that is amazing when you can get like them doing like playing in the sandbox or something like that and creating something is freaking cool because kids are creative geniuses in my mind. And there's nothing better than a kid just creating it, it something out of nothing. It's really cool. So, oh, yeah. Uh, allowing them that space and that support to figure things out by being present and being engaging. I, I don't see any, huge, anything yeah. that's better. Yeah. I was going to say, they're, they're going to teach you things that, that you've never known. Uh, they're they're going to open your eyes to, to things that uh, you never even thought of. If, and, and it's kind of putting your mind into the mind of a child. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, even, even now, um, you know, my son's only a a little bit past a year and a half. Um, and he can be playing by himself in a room and it, all the room has is a couple boxes, you know what I mean? And he's having the, the, a big time of his life, you know, and then I'll step into the room and man, he just starts glowing and he just wants me to, to show me the box and he wants me to show me what, whatever he's playing with or whatever he's doing. Um, so to wrap it all up, I think, uh, I think the article was generally correct. I think dad kind of had uh, some, some good thoughts on there too. And Ryan, uh, all of us actually. And uh, I think, I think those are two, two pretty, pretty strong keys, you know, the power of presence and obviously chores, but chores are going to be something you're going to, uh, you know, figure out with your child. You don't, if you, just in case you got one like Ryan, you, you will have to fill that one out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This next part of the podcast is our dead by segment of the podcast to be included in the dad by segment of the podcast. Email or not emails. That was our old system. Uh, send us a message on the, our Instagram, the dad pack podcast, all one word. We're growing on Instagram. We appreciate all the love and support we're getting there. But if you have any short stories or uh, anything you want to send us, like some funny stories or questions, um, send it to us. We'd love to read it from you guys. And of course, we'll keep it anonymous as usual. This week, Ryan, I think you got the question. Yeah, this comes from uh, Ryan in a place near, near Austin. Um, <laughs> He wants to know, he wants to know from Robert, the most hilarious Joe, the top two Joey stories. I knew you were going to go after me, bro. Yeah, of course. Joey, Joey, Joey. Here we go. The most hilarious Joey story. All right. So back when we lived in West Virginia, um, it was Christmas time, and we're going to tie into those holidays. And of mm-hmm. course, up, up there, cold, snowy. So the Christmas presents 
for that year for for Joey and TJ were paintball guns, right? <laughs> paintball <laughs> guns. And so, I mean, they weren't like the high end ones. These were, you know, they would they would get the the paintball moving, you know. Uh, TJ came out with his, and and they were going to go up into the woods to their friend's house and and do the paintball thing and. It's, you know, hey, you guys got to wear your face gear at all time. Make sure you've got your face gear. Uh, make sure you dress, you know, because it's a little cold outside, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so so TJ comes out in, in like full, like combat gear. He's ready to go. Uh, and and Joey comes out dressed like the brother, the little brother from uh, Christmas Story. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, What's up? And Joey's like, I ain't trying to get hit by the paintball like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just just the look at him, he came out and he had like eighteen. Bro, I looked like a fucking mushroom. No, a mushroom. Right. I mean not a mushroom, uh, a, uh, marshmallow. a marshmallow. Yeah. I look like a marshmallow, bro. Yeah. yeah I had the big Straight poofy jacket on. I had like two pairs of jeans on. I had like three pairs uh-huh. of socks on. I never yeah. been hit by a paintball. Oh yeah, I went all in. Yeah. Trying not to get it, you know. <laughs> Um, and then I guess another memorable one would be, um, uh, and, and, uh, I'll bring, bring mom into this. We were, we were watching Joey's, uh, it was a, a middle school football game. We were over at independence and Joey had, um, either broken or fractured one of his fingers. So he had, um, uh, like a brace uh, on, on the finger and, uh, we were sitting there watching them play. He was still trying to, to, to get in there. He had either broken or fractured a week or two before. We got it, you know, just to where he could uh, could continue to play football. And he was a linebacker at the time. And um, one of the plays, you could tell he was getting frustrated with not being able to either have a full use of his hands or fingers or whatnot. And I kid you not, in the middle of the game, in the middle of a play, um, the he throws the brace that we had on his finger, and he wasn't even worried about it anymore. And he goes and finishes the rest of the game. But the shock and horror on mom's face when she seen that thing go up into the air. Oh, my, my baby. Um, yeah, no. And I'm like, my man right there. My man. My man. Uh, but just two different two different viewpoints on it. You had the mom, and then you go, yeah, my man. No, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. This is an interesting conversation. I don't know that I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Carson go into football. I haven't decided. Yeah, that's scary to me. Yeah. Uh, my wife there, said no. Is, is that is that a PG Ryan? Is that your, your two stories? <laughs> so, well, I got a follow up question then. What is the ultimate moment? The it, it, good moment some the the major story of when a joey has blown your mind i mean just something awesome that he did that blew your mind graduation he graduated from high school wait are you coming at me right now no no you've got it you got to hear the whole story uh, so, so Joey graduated. He flipped the tassel, uh, and it was within a day or so. And Joey came to us, and and he said, "Here's my plan. 
here's my plan. He says, I'm going to go do the Firefighters Academy. Once I get done with Firefighters Academy, I am going to go do the uh, EMT course uh, at college. Once I get done with that, uh, I'm going to go work uh, and get my experience at the county corrections facility. Once I get a year in there, he said, I'll be ready. We, me and mom were just, just so blown away by the, the planning, the foresight, every, everything he said he was going to do, he did. Um, and that right there is, is probably one of the proudest moments ever. Um, because he stayed on, on task and on track. He is so far ahead of me uh in in where I was in my life at the same time. And um that's uh that's my big proud moment from Joe. I appreciate it. Joey. Yep. Same question to you but oh, about Robert, what what blew your mind? Name us time that you just went, that's right, that's my dad. <laughs> oh man. Uh you know and I think we've we've talked about this on the show actually. Uh a badge of honor that I've always wore with um, my dad, Robert is, uh, his, a dedication to our sports as, as, uh, children. When I say this man showed up to everything, there was one, one in particular that I remember, and I know you remember this. Um, I was playing in a football game and there's not very many typhoons that come through West Virginia. Um, <laughs> but this game there was, and West Virginia, like it, it's not, I'm not going to say Texas is soft. If it lightnings here in Texas, they cancel the game. It's over. Whoever has, you know what I mean? It's just, it's that thing. Not over there. Not over there. We're going to play that game through. It doesn't matter what's going on. I mean, this was back in the early 2000s. So, you know, safety was kind of a, a funny thing back then. Um, and I remember this was a middle school game. And I remember, man, it was just a slot fest. There wasn't a lot of points going on. There wasn't a lot of stuff going on. But I will be damned that my dad was the only one, like one of two dads that was sitting in them stands. And that damn cowbell, he was ringing that thing. <laughs> the entire stadium could hear it. Every, I mean, the, both teams were out there. And every time I touched the ball, whether it was running back or making a play or something like that, I, it was the one thing that I remember hearing was the cowbell and going after it. And that was probably one of the things that I remember most. And that's something that, I, that he did for me that I want to do for my child and my children whenever we have more children down the road. Uh, because I remember that pride and joy that I felt was, there wasn't other kids' dads there, but mine was there. So that was something that I remember. Yeah. Thank you very much. I mean, that I still got the cowbell, and I'll ring at, I'll ring at, <laughs> uh, ring until I'm until I'm dead, y'all. That's when when Carson's out there. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna have a whole band of cowbells out there. What do they say on Saturday night? We need more cowbell. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. Uh, I got a proud moment for Joey. Oh, okay. I'm not his dad. Oh, but I am his okay. friend. <laughs> so we obviously we worked together, and I don't know what you had taught Joey before starting to work, but I was doing um, my own thing. I had my own thing going on, but he actually took a position that I had before, and I had I had him come up to me, and he was very frustrated with the with the supervisors at the time, and he came and found me. He was like, "I'm just trying to understand." I'm trying to understand what's going on. He had about a million questions and I tried to answer them. But with those questions, he had more questions and then he had more and then he found me again. He had more. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I'm going to cancel what I'm doing. I'm going to come over there. 
and I'm going to work with you and we're going to do it together. And so we sat down there, we worked together. I did it with him and we went back into the, the other area, but basically the admin area. And he was like, why in the world are you help, helping me? And I was like, what? He said, why are you, why are you helping me? And I was like, because you're worth it. You, you, and he was like, that's not, that's not the norm where we work. It's not the norm. Um, it's suspicious in, to him for people to help him in, in our line of work. And, and rightfully so. And I was like, no. You asked me like a million questions. We have in, in life today, there's about a million turds that, that, that come through the door and, and they don't ask a lot of questions other than how, how can you get me out of this? How can you help me out of this? How can you help me out of this? Instead of teach me the right way, teach me the right way, teach me the right way. So for somebody to come and say, teach me the right way that, that I won't ever not be friends with Joey. Joey wanted to know the, the right way. So for me, that that's what sealed the deal. I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> also, one time, also one time, we went drinking at noon, and I was drinking whiskey, and he was like, "Whoa, bro!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, it's not even noon yet. You're drinking double tall whiskey. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, well, hold on. Daily. Now, as a dad, I understand. I wasn't a dad at the time, <laughs> so you got to get it in when you can get it in. You know what I mean? Yep. I Absolutely. was like, whoa, uh, hold on a second. Up, like, <laughs> the, the, the doubles don't start until after like four o'clock. I thought he was like, no, what are you talking about? Nah, that's when the coffee starts. So I don't go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we hope you guys uh, enjoyed the episode. Leave us a like and comment wherever you guys are finding us at. Um, until next week, y'all have a good one. Later. Bye.